G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. This week has seen an anti-slavery day and Baptist World Aid has released its largest and most transparent ethical fashion report. The report is urgently calling on fashion brands to escalate action to address modern slavery, worker exploitation and unsustainable environmental practices throughout their supply chains. It's important for consumers to be aware because our choices affect the welfare of people working in sweatshops for survival wages and in unsafe conditions. Bonnie Graham is with Baptist World Aid. She's Corporate Advocacy Specialist. Bonnie, a special welcome along to 2020. Thanks for having me, Neil. Bonnie, your new report is out this week. It's aimed at industry, but for the rest of us who perhaps are not industry, uh, this is all about where our fashion comes from, isn't it? That's right. So the Ethical Fashion Report assesses 120 fashion companies representing almost 600 brands on their efforts to prevent modern slavery, worker exploitation and environmental degradation in their supply chain. So each brand receives a score out of 100 based on our research, which kind of demonstrates how well they're tracking against the standard of the Ethical Fashion Survey. Okay, and so this one being aimed at industry, there's a separate report that deals with consumers and our attitudes to what we're spending when we're at the department store and buying clothes. Uh, But tell us some of the detail about what this report shows about our fashion industry here in Australia and how it responds to these challenges and needs that you're presenting. So in 2022, we've found that the industry as a whole has taken small forward, but with an industry average of just 29 out of 100, there's still a long way to go before fashion is synonymous with ethical and sustainable. So our publication of the scores out of 100 for the first time this year demonstrates more clearly than ever before that even those companies who are industry leaders sitting in that top 20% of the cohort are still nowhere near that sort after 100. And part of that speaks to the complexity of fashion supply chains and the intricacy of issues we're examining. But also sitting alongside that is a wider importance of the role we all play as global citizens and the actions that we can take as consumers to help catalyse that industry shift at a faster pace. When I've had conversations about this sort of thing before, Bonnie, uh, we're always quick to talk about consumers because uh, for most people listening, we're consumers of fashion. And so it's not about a guilt trip for the consumer, but it's about putting pressure on the industry itself because there are people who make these sorts of decisions about where they're buying fashion. And some of them are flouting what we think is a good ethical practice. How do you see things from that person who's buying the fashion for your favourite fashion store? What sort of responsibilities on their shoulders? Mm. Well, I definitely emphasise that primary responsibility for ethical production sits with companies. 
but individuals can play a role in helping shift industry practice towards a more ethical and sustainable reality. So to catalyze this shift, Baptist World Aid are calling on individuals as global citizens to let companies know that they value the way workers and the environment are treated. And we've made it really simple for individuals to do this by just logging onto the Baptist World Aid website and using our brand finder where you can access scores for almost 600 brands and then send a really easy pre-written email asking the brands to do better. Okay, so each of those brands, you can go to the Baptist World Aid website and you can see your favourite brands. In other words, uh, look at the labels on your clothing and you can find out how well they rate. Now, if most fashion companies are rating just 29 out of 100, doesn't that represent a, a bit of a failure on the side of Australian fashion buyers? Is that what that represents? Yeah, so look, unfortunately, the scores across the industry have always been low. And it's important to note that while the low industry average does highlight that need for significant improvements, most companies actually are making some progress. So the companies that we assessed last year and then that same group again this year, we saw an increase in their average by about two points, which is which is good. But beyond that, the low average does kind of speak not only to what companies are doing or the level of exploitation that they have in their supply chains, but it more so speaks to what they aren't doing to proactively prevent exploitation and environmental degradation in their supply chains. So this year, our report features six spotlight issues which speak to some really key outcomes for workers and the environment. And these issues are all areas where companies across the board are performing poorly. So, for example, one of the spotlight issues we examine is payment of living wages, which for context means paying workers a wage that covers all of their life necessities, like food, water, shelter, and having a little bit left over to, to save for emergencies. Now, of the 120 companies that we assessed, only 10% could evidence paying living wages at any of their final stage factories. When we look at companies who are paying the living wage at all final stage factories, their clothes were made at just to less than 1%, which is an incredibly devastating figure. So for fashion buyers in Australia, this is a little bit like training for fashion buyers, isn't it? Uh, to say, where are you going to put your... Uh, money and put it into an ethical uh, way of uh, of seeing a sustainable manufacturer of the sort of clothing you'll sell in Australia. So it's a it's a long game, a long term process. Yeah, absolutely. Look, we we want to emphasise that the ethical fashion guide is not a shopping guide, but it is a tool to inform and empower Australian consumers to make better decisions and understand exactly where they are putting their money. Um, and I think I'd also emphasise the point that even those companies who are scoring in that top 20% bracket this year, their scores are still quite low. So even if you are buying from those companies in the top bracket, it doesn't guarantee an ethical purchase, which is why we're really asking consumers this year again to let companies know that they want to see them doing better. And we want to see a fashion industry that does empower their workers and protects the environment. And what you're saying is that if you are a consumer, you've got a favourite fashion brand or two, that if you actually just ask the question about where they're getting their uh, their product from, uh, that in itself helps to hold to account the fashion buyer. So actually consumers have a big role to play, don't we? Absolutely. Look, we know that the fashion industry responds to consumer trends. 
So the more that we have consumers speaking out and letting brands know that these issues are important to them, the more that they're likely to act and actually change things that are happening in their supply chain. So consumers do have a really important role to play here. Are Aussies typically holding those fashion brands to account by expecting a fair go for all? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think the thing that we would love to see in the industry is that any consumer could walk into a store and work off the the assumption that that item of clothing was made in good conditions that provided the worker a dignified life and that didn't harm the environment. But unfortunately, the reality is the opposite at the moment. So in our report, we featured the story of a, of a garment worker called Layla, who has been working in a garment factory in Dhaka, Bangladesh, since the age of 14. And despite working 12 or 13 hour days, we know that Layla is making less than $3 a day, which is, you know, not enough to support her family or to provide for life's basic necessities. So that is the reality for millions of garment workers around the world at the moment. So that's why it's really important that we continue to have these conversations and push the industry for change. How many companies are a part of your reporting process, Bonnie? This year we've assessed 120 companies representing almost 600 brands. And so you've shone a light, a spotlight on these key issues. Uh, What sort of response do you get from uh, fashion buyers, uh, from the industry? Are they they receptive to the thought that you're keeping an eye on them? Yeah, look, the, the response from companies is overwhelmingly positive. So as much as possible, we try to work with companies in a very relational approach. Um, but we we know that every year we are going to have some companies who don't like the fact that they're included in the research um, or don't like the scores that we publish at the end of the research period. But ultimately, Dr. Soldade um, produce this research independently of the fashion industry. And the reason that we produce this report every year is that we want to see reality for garment workers like Layla shift, shifted. So that's why we, we do publish this research on an annual basis. And Bonnie, I know there might be a listener or two thinking, uh, is there a best performing list and is there a worst performing list? Uh, what are you at liberty to let us know about who performs well and who doesn't when it comes to these fashion companies? So this year, consumers can log on to the Baptist Fold Aid website and access scores for almost 600 brands and see how they're performing against six key spotlight issues. But today, I can also reveal that in the top 10 this year, I'm pleased to report we've got a huge breadth of different companies across a variety of price points, styles and gender. So we've got some brands ranking highly who may not be such a surprise, like Patagonia and Mighty Good Basics. But we've also got brands who may be a little more unexpected, like Kmart and Adidas. We've also had some excellent candidates for our most improved list this year, with both Revenue and RM Williams actually improving their score by more than 20 points, which is great progress. But in total this year, the 2022 Ethical Fashion Report has assessed more companies than ever before. And as I said, all of those scores are available on the Back to School Aid brand finder. But the other thing that's important to note here is that for the first time this year, we have published those scores out of 100. So it becomes really clear that even these brands who are ranking amongst the top 20% of the industry still have a really long way to go. And people might be quite shocked to see just how low some of those top ranking scores are.
Well, there'll be a certain curiosity amongst listeners, and they'll want to go to the Baptist World Aid website at baptistworldaid.org.au and check the scores on your favourite fashion brands. Bonnie Graham is with Baptist World Aid, Corporate Advocacy Specialist. Bonnie, thanks so much for an update today on 2020. Thanks for having me, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 